Hello and welcome to the podcast of things that Mr. Stephen Allen does on the radio. I've got an itchy chin there. Um, so, firstly, well done for downloading it. Extra points for getting to this stage, this far in. You've done more than most people do. And although I always say I don't really care. It's all about the downloads. Listen to it or not. Not really my problem. But you've started it, so maybe you should finish it. Here's a collection of bits that we did on the radio. This is the last time there's going to be a podcast like this because the show is changing. We're doing different hours, which will mean when we relaunch the podcast, maybe I think I might have a week off. When we're back into it, there'll be more podcast-only material that doesn't make it onto the show um, we'll see where we go from there. There'll be different features, stuff that you have to download. Basically, I'm cruel. I'm making you have to download it if you want to catch some other stuff that we won't even be broadcasting because the show is going to different hours, done from a different studio. I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future. But meanwhile, you've got uh, this one, so maybe let's get started. Here's what we did on the radio earlier today. I found the weather forecast. This is important. As you know, my not very well researched theory is this. If the weather is good for the Jubilee weekend, I will be able to convince those of weaker minds that it's all a conspiracy and the royals control the weather. Because that's all it takes to get people to buy a conspiracy theory. If the weather's bad for the weekend, it just won't get mentioned and it won't disprove the conspiracy theory. That's how they work. Well, are you ready for the your Jubilee weekend weather? I know. The outlook for Thursday to Saturday. That's getting into the Jubilee weekend. A couple of bank holidays in there, Dry and sunny on Thursday. I knew they controlled it. They've got the fingers in. There's probably some big group who controls the weather. You know what Met Office stands for? Mm. Metropolitan Elite Temperature. That's the... P- then mostly fine and bright on Friday. I knew it. They've, there's a big cabal that controls the weather with their lizard's ability. Isolated heavy thundery showers on Saturday. Well, it's nothing to do with that, is it? I mean... That- that's probably exactly what they want you to think to show they let some rain happen on Saturday to set you off the scent you can't follow the scent in the rain so then you don't think that they control it Yeah. if you believed any of that not only should you follow me on TikTok you should probably send money yeah send money Billy Idol bitter taste good one that isn't it before that Sigma which I think is probably the name of some coronavirus variant time will tell meanwhile speaking of conspiracy theorists that (laughs) conspiracies that people believe i'm trying to convince everyone that if there's any good weather over the jubilee weekend it means that the royals and other elite control the weather and then something 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 show a picture of a small vapor trail behind a plane and some people will lap that stuff up but martin gets in touch and says the queen's diamond jubilee in 2012 was a washout as i remember wasn't that when they had the Thames River pageant in the pouring rain? I don't know, Martin, because I, I seem to remember someone saying that the royals control the weather, so I think that doesn't quite fit. In fact, I seem to remember someone saying it on the media, so I think that's how these arguments work. I think that one's called the appeal to authority. You disagree with me, I cite someone else that it's harder to disagree with, and I win that argument. So the ergo... They control the weather. The more you look on the internet into this whole the royals control the weather thing, mainly because I've been putting this stuff on the internet, but the more you look at it, the more there's something in this. Because who has, every single time they have a birthday, it's always good weather? Not just our queen. Every other monarch back to 
George II. I mean, is that a coincidence? What's more likely, the fact that somehow all of the royals back to King George II have pretty good weather for most of their birthdays? I mean, it helped that they then came up with a fake second birthday to then do the trooping of the colour on in a month that has good weather. But don't pay attention to the facts, and this seems like a very believable conspiracy. More on this deal. I'm just trying to get the gig on some sort of right-wing media thing, because <laughs> it could work. I might need the money. Later on on the show, we'll be talking about the contestants in Love Island. And no, come back. Come back. I won't talk about it for long. Uh, promise I won't talk about it for long. There's other stuff in the news as well to deal with, like the Mona Lisa has been caked by a male climate change protester disguised as an old disabled woman in a wheelchair. Not quite sure why he used that disguise, because they do allow men to look at the Mona Lisa as well. Could have gone in there anyway, but maybe he enjoyed it a bit too much. But, but Mona Lisa herself, she seems happy with it. Or not happy. It's kind of difficult to tell. That smile is... Mm. I don't have a holiday planned myself, but I feel for others when we heard in the news... To ease the latest airline to announce flight cancellations, it's going to be stopping around 200 over the next month. Ugh. Unions are warning disruption at UK airports could get worse before it gets better. And it does seem troubling. I've been listening to interviews, I've been watching stuff on the news about what it's like in the airports. And part of this is surely to be blamed on the airlines. Because when people were being furloughed, and the purpose of furlough was to mean that there was a workforce there when everything came back, but the airlines let staff go, and then they go, we've got a staffing crisis. What? Did anyone see this coming? you think they'd be a bit more prescient. They fly planes for crying out loud. But look, I feel for anyone. I've been hearing on different radio networks, interviews with people in various airports. One bloke I was listening on the way in. Because they, like... They cancel some of the flights by texts, and yeah, you, some people get given a hotel and stuff, but anyway. But seeing as this show is a hub of important broadcasting news, I'm now joined on the line by someone who is meant to be going on holiday. Tell us your story. Yes, Steve, it's chaos in Manchester Airport. We were booked on a flight, turned up early yesterday, only to be told that there were hours of delays. So we waited in departures for ages, only to receive a text telling us that the flight was cancelled. Oh. Well, they offered us our hotel in Manchester city centre, but the overcrowding's been terrible. The rule breaking, it's like society's crumbling. I saw people killing and eating rats. Honestly, it's, li it's like being in Mad Max Thunderdome. And this is all because of the flight cancellations? No, I'm telling you what it's like in Manchester city centre, Steve. Oh yeah, good, no, I've been there. I know what you mean. Oh yeah, I think I've been to that same hotel. This is bad news. From Professor Brian Cox. In the papers today, um, Brian Cox says, When intelligent species, such as humans, get powers, they will always use it to wipe themselves out. Oh, great. He suggested that humans could become extinct. Ugh. Through war. Ugh. Or climate change. Ugh. And Earth has the only current intelligent form of life as any, other, as any others could have uh, caused their own downfall. Can I just check? Because I thought Brian Cox said that things could only get better. Oh, you know how yesterday on the show we did the thing about the Imperial system coming back? The little rant over Land of Hope and Glory or whatever, whatever I used, and it was about how we still basically use the Imperial system, don't we? How tall are you? You've just answered an Imperial, haven't you? 
What do you weigh? You've just answered an imperial. So it, it's not really a news story to say it's coming back, but that's just, you know, fills the newspapers a bit, doesn't it? Gives them something to talk about. Well, I put a clip of that on social media. And big shout out to Gazaman678 on TikTok, who said, finally, we can start using the most recent addition to imperial measurements a suitcase of wine. Oh, that measure. So shout out to Gazza. I did tell, I did message Gazza Sam Nick in that joke for the show. So there we go. Nicked it. We talk more about Imperial measurements on YouTube tonight. Nine o'clock comic solving problems. I'm just, basically, if there's a new story that's basically got maths in it somewhere, of course I'm going to be like a rat of a drain pipe, aren't I? Apparently, experts have now made a device that means we soon could be able to converse with animals. I'll read you the story. We could soon be having two-way conversations with animals like Dr. Doolittle, as in the conversations like Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle wasn't an animal, that's cruel. Um, it's all thanks to the invention of a few machines. Scientists have created various bits of tech that can use AI to discern what animals are saying, who they are communicating with, and in some cases, even which creatures are speaking. Dr. Yossi Yovel, not made up though, from a team of Tel Aviv University have used ultrasonic frequency detectors to translate the communicative noises of bats. Wow. That must be difficult, using sound to communicate when you're a bat, because that's also the way that you get around. You know what I mean? Someone shouts and all of a sudden you can't see a wall. But anyway. He explained that bats emit mixed frequency signals, and they so not only the echo, they can do uh, communications. Uh, machine learning can revolutionise our understanding of animal communication. There's also some other tech that lets other animals get involved. Dolphins have been uh, done you in this. And it's really tempting when there's a news story saying we'll be able to talk with animals for me to pretend to be a dog on the show. But I've already pretended to be at Manchester Airport, so I get too confused. Can't keep doing the same premise as a sketch. It'll break me back and then suddenly end up being Larry. But... I worry about a world where animals can talk. Because it's just going to mean more podcasts, isn't it? Oh, not even absolutely everyone's got a podcast. Their pets will as well now. Oh, you're absolutely kidding. Hello, welcome to the Dogcast. Today, I'm reviewing sausages. Do you know what I mean? There's tech breakthrough using AI. So it doesn't matter if it's true or not, we believe it, don't we? Because it using technology you don't understand. AI, or I bet it can, will apparently mean that we'll be able to have two-way conversations with animals. I'm not in favour of it, because as I said, it's just not only will every no-mark have a podcast, which already is the case, by the way, download mine, have a search for it on iTunes, but also, I mean, firstly, if animals can talk, they'll get the jobs in the call centres. Hours on hold, eventually you get through. Maybe you get some bad service at the end of it, you think... I could swear I was speaking to a cat then, because the cats would not help you out, would they? A call centre through to the... They don't care. But anyway, 01708 to the phones. Hello! <laughs> hey, podcast for dogs. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I'd be definitely into that one. They could be talking about what's the best lamppost up, what's the best things to do if you if you, if you sort of like... You, you, your owners give you a wallop. Okay, well, like, let's let's eat that bit of grass because I know that gives me the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Brilliant. We've been giving all these other dogs all good ideas. They could sort of like say, "Yeah, there's a there's a dog that lives there now. Now seventy two. She's just come on eat. 
So if you want to get down there, boys, we'll have a go. <laughs> and you know what it'll be like, though? These dogs will then start doing interview podcasts where, you know, all the working ones, like the, the guide dogs, they'll get <laughs> yeah, one of those drug yeah. sniffers in. Imagine the stories some of those drug sniffer dogs have. Oh, oh St. Bernard. Oh, imagine those stories. They're most of the time, aren't they? <laughs> They're not meant to drink the, the brandy themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Dog talk, dog, uh, podcast, I want some. Yeah, the dog yeah. cast. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if I might get around to doing it, you know, I work in the media. Yeah. As much as I was uh, mocking the idea, if there's money in it, I might shut up and do it. Scientists being able to find a device that then lets us talk to animals. Uh, a mention goes to... And I was saying this is going to mean another podcast. Great. Although Neil sends the... Uh, as he says, the obligatory far side, one of my favourites. And the caption is, um, Donning his new canine decoder, Professor Schwartzman becomes the first human on Earth to hear what barking dogs are actually saying. And in the picture, all of them are just going, Hey! 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 So... Thank you very much for that. Exactly. This is why we don't need to know what animals are thinking. It's, I don't know. We don't. We've got enough people. Have you met people? They barely shut up. And now we're adding animals speaking into it as well. Oh, dear. oh one seven oh eight seven four one oh seven five. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hello there. All right. I'm waiting for my dog to say to me because he's a guide dog. Yeah. All right. Four crossings up the road from me. I'm waiting for him to say to me. Look at that. Stop to let you across the road when there's a green light. And they, they do. They actually do stop four-way traffic, well, eight-way traffic. Yeah. And people who actually stop to let me across. I say, go, 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 go. So do they expect that your dog can see all of the cars yep. and work out that they've stopped? Yeah, and guide dogs do <laughs> not tell you went across the road. You tell the dog. Could you imagine? One bark for it's good to go, two barks for hang on a minute. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear. Yeah, that, that's, that's what happens. They wait, and I'm waiting for him to say, what a I did say we'd be covering the details of Love Island. I've, I've never seen it. But that doesn't stop me waffling on with my opinion of stuff that's in the newspapers about it. So, in the papers, they've now listed the contestants for the new series, whichever series it is, of Love Island. And I thought we'd go through some of the people in here. For example, this year you can see... Amber, 24-year-old from London, who says, I don't like flashy, show-offy guys. Well, you've gone on the wrong show then, love. You've gone on the wrong... This is like going on MasterChef and saying you don't like food. You've gone on the wrong show, love. Also, Luca, 23-year-old, who's a fishmonger from Brighton. I'm not going to do a joke there either, because I am better than that. However, I mean, fishmonger going on an island. Busman's holiday, isn't it? Uh, Paige, 24, from Wales, is a paramedic. And can I just say, good. It is so good that this TV show is taking a paramedic off the streets. And I imagine afterwards she's not going to go back to being a paramedic. She'll be a, a social media influencer. Because if there's one thing this nation needs more of, it's social influencers. We're full to the gunnels of uh, paramedics, aren't we? I think I've not looked into it. Liam, 22, is another one of the contestants, if that's the right word. Uh, he is a student doing a master's in strength and conditioning. Well, that's not a degree, so that's fine. He can go. <laughs> Masters in strength and conditioning? Are they handing out degrees in gyms? That, anyway, uh, Ikenna, 23, from Nottingham, he says that he's single by choice. What? The lady's choice? No, but he says uh, he's single by choice because he struggles to find women who match his good looks. 
Right. So you don't think it might be your attitude? You don't think that might be? No? Okay. And Dammy26 from Dublin um, says that he loves astrology. Imagine being someone who's been on Love Island and who's into astrology. What an absolute catch you are. So you've done it. You've got to the end. Subscribe to where you found this podcast because we're building something. We're building something good. You can email... I suppose you can actually start emailing me directly. Uh, Stephen at... No, we'll use this one. Me at mrstephenallen.co.uk. Get in touch if you want to get a shout-out on the podcast. The podcast-only sections are there waiting for you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mr. Stephen Allen. Same username for Instagram and TikTok, where some of this content is going to end up in the future. And until next time, bye.